Welcome to Glass Onion Minutes. I'm your host, Adil Kirchi, and with me this week is Rob O'Connor. Hello. And we're on minute 48, um, which means it's 4700 to 4759. Is that right? Yes, it ends on 59. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know how time works. <laughs> I'm almost 40, uh, but not 48, which is the minute we're on. Um, and this is a real fun minute. Uh, we stopped when, in our previous minute, um, Miles has been, has just revealed how the game, the murder mystery, will go. And Duke starts off uh, asking, Will we still be able to talk to you? Miles says, Yeah, I'm not playing dead the whole weekend, dude. I mean, we hang, but I, you just can't ask me questions. I'm not going to help. Um, and but at this point, he, Benoit... He says, uh, I'm, I'm not playing dead the whole weekend, dude. Right. We hang. <laughs> Which right. is just so perfectly insufferable a way to put it. I love that. The dude especially. Yeah. I'm just not going to ask any questions. At this point, Benoit um, interjects. I don't actually need an iPad. I'm, I'm just saying. It's just, just, it's just when you said when, it, you know. Maybe. Says, oh, you know, I don't, I don't need an iPad. It's just, you know, we said prize. Um, and, and I just went there. And then uh, Bertie says... Can we um, work together? Um, only one person can solve the crime, so if you got a theory, keep it close to your chest. Oh. You know, it's designed to be hard. This, this will take the whole weekend. You know, this is truly delightful. Miles goes, well, only one person can win, so if you have a theory, keep it close to your chest. It's designed to be hard. It, it's going to take the whole weekend. And then Benoit goes, this is truly delightful. Oh, have we started already? Is it? Well, the murder hasn't happened. Oh, okay. But... Uh, and Miles is like, well, the murder hasn't happened. But like, as Sherlock said to Watson... Yeah, why not? As Watson said to Holmes... And then it's no, immediately he, overrun. He says, as Watson said to Holmes. Oh, sorry. Watson I want to come back to, to that. Right. Yeah, as Watson says to Holmes, but then gets overrun. The... I'm annoyed. That's like the one line I didn't write down. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, as... Um, Gets overrun by Benoit, who just can't help. He just wants to say his thing, which is, of course, that it was Birdie. It was Birdie who planted a remote device on a crossbow in revenge for you stealing her signature Ren Diamond. Yeah. Look at the seat arrangement. It triangulates Birdie just perfectly with that thing, which is loaded with her signature Ren Diamond. Uh, thus doing all three of the things that uh, in the previous minute Miles had mentioned, which is you need to know who did it, how they did it, and why. Um, ah. uh, and then, uh, yeah. And then Benoit goes, uh, continu <clears throat> continues and says, uh, look at the seat arrange seating arrangement. It triangulates Birdie with that thing pointing at the crossbow, uh, which is uh, of which is loaded with... End of minute. I have thoughts. I know this is your, your favorite minute of film, so uh, by all means, I'm gonna let let you take the reins for a minute. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 obvious enough why it's my favorite minute. I just I, I love the idea that there's so much kind of uh, importance put into this big uh, murder mystery that Miles has set up, and Benoit Blanc ruins it immediately by solving the mystery. And the reason it's my favorite is I, I alluded to this, I think, in a previous minute that I, I have hosted a number of murder mysteries. And the first one we hosted, um, it was a themed one. And I won't say what the, t the theme was because it was one of those ones where you buy the murder mystery in a box. Um, mm. 
and it, it is a franchise we both like that's all i'm going to say and uh but it has a fixed ending so if i say what the theme was everyone's going to know what what the ending was but suffice to say i was the the villain so the whole way through the game i knew that i was the villain and that someone was going to unmask me and we were going around the table uh putting together all the clues at the end and the idea was that everyone was supposed to have a turn giving their evidence and their kind of um right their you know who they thought the murderer was and, and then like move to consensus was that the idea and and then uh, yeah yeah then at the end then the, the the person who's guilty is supposed to stand up and say oh i'm you know whatever and then the person who had the the nearest uh guess i believe is the winner um, right. the the, the who wins and loses these things is not is not the most enjoyable yeah. part of them. Like I, I always forget the mechanics of those parts. It's more about the team and and playing the character and having fun. But suffice to say, the first person to guess that I was the villain, I instantly <laughs> announced that they'd gotten it right, forgetting that there was another like four people who had to give evidence. Oh afterwards. no! So it, this scene always reminds me that just I ruined it for everyone else. Um, and right at the, on the home stretch, like, yeah, just like. And and then we had this awkward, you know, kind of twenty minute period where we had to continue going through the evidence, even though I'd spoiled the game by by an. Oh, and people like, like, why did you think before you knew who the bad guy was? The bad guy was this person. And uh, I, I, why I th- were you absolutely wrong? <laughs> I think the real enemy of the evening was uh, all the wine I'd I drunk, and that that that's why that uh, that faux pas ended up having. Um, oh, but yeah, uh, like reasonable. rewatching the minute that there was a couple of things that kind of just, just just real character moments, I suppose, that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned about I'm not playing dead the whole weekend, dude. We hang, yeah. even the, just the way he says we hang in the present tense, like it's just this thing that is clear and defined and absolutely happens because he's deigned it to be. Really love that, and it's just it's just insufferable language, you know. Um, also, I like the way he speaks during it. Right, it's yeah. like. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, but I, uh, like, like, I'm not gonna be dead, we hang, but, uh, uh, and he's just like, can't get the words out because he's confused by the idea. Yeah. Um, which I think, again, alludes to, like, the, like, he has to be the center of attention. Why would you think you, he Why, wouldn't How talk could to you him? possibly interpret it any other way than that? Obviously, Ob- we're yeah. gonna have fun. <laughs> And obviously, I'm going to be there because why else would you be here? Why would yeah. you have come to this island to not hang out with me for a couple of days? That can't be right. Obviously, you're all here for poor moi, right? And so it's like, uh, and he just like loses his composure at the like insanity of the idea that he would like remove himself from the party, yeah, the because it would not privilege them. I think is the like implied line of thinking. But really, it's just this like insecurity of like, why else? Why would I be not like? Why wouldn't I be the center of attention, right? To 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 stay on Miles, but to jump ahead a little bit, we we mentioned the Holmes Watson thing. So mm. I, this is something I I really noticed because we've watched and rewatched this minute a couple of times in preparation mm-hmm. for this episode. He says, "As Watson said to Holmes," and then he doesn't finish mm-hmm. what he was about to say. Now, mm-hmm. watching it in the cinema, I I assumed that he was about to say the game is afoot because. That's what you would say at the start of the game. But Sherlock mm. Holmes said that, not Watson. So it's almost right. like it's another just little faux pas to show that he just doesn't really know things as well as he thinks he does. I, I thought that was a really nice little touch. And it's something you only really notice when you kind of go back. Now, unless there is some other famous quote that Watson said, but I, I don't, and, I, and I'm sure there no. is, but in this particular context, I'm, I don't think there is. It feels like um, he was about to say the game is afoot and he would be 
misappropriate. It would make sense in the timing of the of the um, uh, scene as well, right? He's just set all the rules, etc. Yeah. Not now the game's starting. We still don't have the um, murder, but it's like now the sort of performative part is beginning. That seems like the right. Like you said the right time to say the game is afoot, which obviously um, isn't the right person. Oh, that's a nice catch. Um, but I. I was too busy being charmed by Benoit running over that start yes. with like, and here's the answer. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing, uh, I don't know if you caught, um, it was me jumping a bit around, but uh, how quiet the scene, the minute is. Hmm. There's no, like the whole, all these minutes have been in this like, dining room in the middle is just like really bizarre room in in the building and like there's obviously no like diegetic sound really right because it's it's just a bit and it's a bit echoey maybe but here we don't even have the score kicking in until a moment um but i think it helps that character stuff right so yeah the the stuff you really do notice uh miles is stumbling yeah and you notice like Benoit's not just like he's he's not being super body animated, right? Because we're getting most of these are just like slightly lower than bust, but above the head shots, mm. right? Well, when he's talking about the um, prize and he says, "Oh, yeah. you know," when he, when you said prize, and he does this thing with yeah. his fingers and he kind of points in different directions. Yeah, and like that's the best we get as as far as like movement of yeah. people. Most of the rest is just really um, tight. So those those hand movements like feel like big acting. Mm. Um. And the and what I like is the when he when he when he says this is truly delightful, he then perks up and says, "Have we started?" And it's like one of the only dynamic shots is the camera go like leans up with him mm. and then settles to what feels like the same static shot, but obviously it's reframed because he's he was slouching, and uh. then he straightened up in excitement, and then the camera pulls up and then gives you the same frame on him, but we're two inches up. I thought that was a really cool way of conveying that excitement is like because I think it. it because it's just these static shot to static shots, it like primes you for something's about to happen. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's partly a comic timing thing as well, though? Like, as in, it, it, there's no, as you said, there's no music running running through any of this, yeah. and it's all tight shots, and then something's about to happen, and it's that release of as soon as the camera moves is when he reveals uh, exactly what happened, and then there's a big laugh there, you know? Yeah, I think so. Except it's it's. It's the moment before the quote you were saying, right? So oh, it's this okay. like bouncy shot, and then it goes as Watson says to Holmes, and then we cut back to Benoit, and he's like pointing at Birdie, and then does his reveal. And I think I think it's priming you to be like something's about to happen right. with that like move, or at least that's what it felt like to me. But again, I think it's just like a neat thing in this minute because it's so dialogue driven of people basically sitting at a table. Of course, you're gonna just be like shot, shot, even Birdie her one line of like can we work together looking at her uh, assistant right and like kind of playing with the hair her hand sort of ends up like mimicking the keep the keep the theory to your chest type thing mm. and that's it it's a still a static shot she just sort of leans a bit that's like the most movement almost and so to have that right have that cut back to miles with his bad quote and then cut to like Benoit's impatience to get to the answer is kind of a minute because like we cut to Benoit and he's not even looking at the camera anymore. He's not even looking at Miles. He's already like looking over at Birdie, ready to be like, it was Birdie. Like the shot itself has already revealed that he's like 
Ugh, I need to be there. I need to say this because it's there's no like I'm looking. I'm making eye contact with you, Miles, and now I'm going to say, "Oh yeah, if, if we're if we're ready to hear the answer, it's this." It's like oh, I'm not. You can't even say the game's a fault. I'm already telling you how how the game is done, yeah. right? Um, I just thought it was like yeah, it's a nice little tight cinematic uh, communication of it. In terms of the mechanics of this murder mystery game, and sorry, just being the murder mystery mm. fanboy here. Um, obviously, Birdie doesn't know that she was the killer. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I assume so. That's not usually Otherwise, how these games work. Like, usually, you find out like close to the. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not going to poke holes in that. There probably is. Oh, I mean, that is a good question because she's the only. How would that work? So I'm just trying to think. Would she have to? Would she have to oh, do all uh, the work to discover? But the... Miles designed it, so this might be a screenwriting out of like he's an idiot. Oh, um, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like everyone got the same invitation, murder mystery. The fact that oh, that's really interesting. The fact that she's the one who asks about teamwork. Mm. That would nearly imply that she's yeah that playing. She, she's either she's either trying to throw people off, and that she in fact is the murder. But then knowing what we know about this character, you're like, well, she's not that clever. <laughs> So, you know, she, yeah, yeah. The, it's like I, I thought the the way I read that scene, right, was that she knows she's not clever and wants her assistant to help her. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but it also I didn't even think about it, given that her name said next that like uh, it implies that she wasn't in on it. Yeah. But then, how would this possibly work? Yeah, it it would it would be a situation whereby she's investigating herself. And finds out that she, it, it's just a strange way. Like they, those games don't usually. The ones I've played don't work like that. Usually, you find out. It's usually you pick a number out of a hat, or as I say, certain ones you, you're just told from the outset that you are the murderer based on your character right. profile or whatever. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love. That's just something I'd love to pick the brains of the screenwriter to find out how how would the game have actually transpired had Ben one not ruined it. Um, I also yeah. I'm- you you almost think like he it's like it's like Miles made a just a diorama and the people didn't matter because why would the people matter and mm. so it's like oh yeah so like the the fact that Benoit's like oh there's a triangulation between the birdie and the crossbow and um, Miles that's the clue and it's like birdie doesn't need to know that to be in the seat that's probably what Miles said it was like the, they'll just you'll you'll figure out at the triangle and then at that point birdie will know that she did it because obviously. They don't like you. Don't need role players if it's the Miles show, right? I, on the triangulation thing, I that felt like a bit more of a stretch to me. That so that the the birdie triangulates with the the um, the glass statue holding the crossbow and Miles. Like I, I understand, uh, I understand why he he'd do the the, the hedgerow uh, is shaped like a bee. And then the other the other example, I think he get. Sorry, are we skipping ahead here? Um, uh, yeah, we haven't said that. Okay, we haven't said that. Yeah, no, I I, I just found that like a touch kind of that's nearly beyond Miles's uh, design capabilities to come up with this seating arrangement where that triangulates the killer. I, I don't know. I just well, so and unless it's neat. Sorry, this is ma- math nerd here. Unless it's an equilateral triangle, a whole bunch of people on that side of the yeah exactly uh, the table will triangulate. <laughs> um. Presumably, it's an equilateral triangle that's supposed to do that, but what a weird clue. Yeah. No, I think the idea is that so she had an angle. So she has to have an angle into the alcove because it's a remote crossbow detonation. So she needs to beam out the trigger. That makes sense. Um, 
in order okay. in order for the trap so, to work. So, so for example, yeah. if you look at, uh, I happen to have paused on second fifty-two, where Benoit's standing up, and we have this wide shot. And I think the crossbow is in the background, right? Yes. So just right? about, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, you might think that the person on the other side of, uh, I think it's a whiskey's on the other side of Duke. Yeah. Whiskey wouldn't have an angle maybe on that just because of where, how far to the right she is of that maybe. So we could like make up a story where the triangulation is like the having a straight shot at being able to remotely hit the thing. Yeah. But really it's what matters is the crossbow is aimed at him. Um, also, who would use a line of sight remote detonation thing in this day and age? Yeah. Like Bluetooth would work great. <laughs> But of course, it's like a fake thing designed by an idiot who thinks he's great. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he just like drew a triangle, like an equilateral triangle. It's like, well, murderer would have to be here. Although, to be fair, I actually think he's too dumb for that. Mm. I don't know. Uh, ooh, mm, uh, do you think Miles's ego would have gotten in the way of him asking people for help to design this mysterious game, or do you think he did it all by himself, just over a long period of time? Based solely on what we've seen in these minutes, or correct, <laughs> just based on his dude guy persona that seems more flake than flower. That's an expression that doesn't exist, Adil. It does now, Adil. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. At, the, at this point in time, you probably would assume that. Yeah, I, I, I sense. I just. I, I don't think you agree. No, I just. I was wondering more of like, do you think he would have asked, got help, or do you think he would have blundered it through by himself? Yeah. Like, you know, Elon Musk, for example. Well, hang on, actually. Probably sorry. just get someone else to do the thing, right? Like, to, to design all the intricacies of the puzzle, do you think he sat there and just was like, here's the murder mystery? Or do you think he, like, hired someone to help I'd say, design it? much like we've seen his uh, late night uh, thought bubbles that he sends to, um, to Lionel. Was Is it Lionel? Sorry. Apologies. Yeah. Um, you know, where he just comes up with these ridiculous disruption ideas that he jots down and then faxes to Lionel. You know, it could be the exact same thing. Like, you know, murder mystery party where I got hit with a remotely fired uh, arrow from, from a crossbow or something like that. And and that's the whole thing. And you have to, and, and he just jotted this down in the middle of the night and sent it off to someone and they had to map out this elaborate. Um, yeah, you know. so that's what I was thinking. Like, do you think he actually like, plan the details or like plan like a chunk and then got someone else to finish I'd, it. I'd say certain broad strokes came to him and 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 he uh he enlisted the help of people to to, to map it all out beyond that and and given how kind of theatrical and ridiculous the the, the arrow is i'd say i'd say that was, was that was his idea but some of the finer yeah. details probably were, were other people's um my brain won't let me let go of this dumb joke, but it wasn't broad strokes. It was a shot with an arrow. Very nice. Very dumb. And also, like, the moment was gone. My friend was like, you're still going to say this joke, yeah. Adele, aren't you? <laughs> I think it was last minute I pointed out the uh, the score when the score comes in and out and what it's like. Um, and this is, again, one of those moments with which at second 52... Look at the seating arrangement, and Benoit is like vibrating, right? Like, uh, like, like a, I have a kid in the candy shop or something, and he stands up, and then he, as he does this turn, look at the seating arrangement to, to do the turn to flourish to talk about the triangulation, right? We get a trill, and then we get this bum 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 bum. This like jaunty boppy uh, score. Um, oh yeah, 
and then we get and, and then and then he goes that thing and we have the square shot on the glass uh statue with the um crossbow, crossbow. and again we have this like really jaunty happy uplifting sort of mm, quick beat sort of you know dun, 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 type thing and it's just like it, i think it conveys the the sheer delight that benoit's having yeah and the like complete lack of awareness of, of just ruining this thing <laughs> yeah right it's just he's so happy in that moment that like and then there's this and that the other thing and and there's no notion of like you are crumbling a thing sir <laughs> and i think the, the the way the score comes in just in that excited moment really accentuates that he is just thinking about how he solved the thing that's lovely i've just noticed actually because i've i've just paused on that exact bit um you know, if, if you look at when, when Benoit moves across the table, there's a lovely dolly shot. But when he lands and he's pointing out the triangulation and he's pointing at the glass statue, like there's so mm. much else in the shot. Like it's so busy. There's all these gaudy paintings. And there's that thing that looks like Ronald McDonald in the corner that I, I, I'm not quite sure what that is. Apologies. There's all these different things, but still the glass statue is perfectly illuminated and it has that kind of uh, the, the, the kind of maze-like squares around it that really just highlight the shape of it it's it's just really impressive the way they were able to make it stand out as well as they did and it helps that it's it's being lit from below as well but they they did a great job of making that stand out amongst all the other stuff that's also in the frame at the same time because you're also looking at the the glasses on the table and you know birdies there and there's so much else going on but they they, i I really like that actually and something you only notice when you go back to watch it again yeah and like there's a lot of glass stuff throughout the area and like you do actually see one of these light fixtures that we talked probably too long for last minute um but it's off Mm. so actually you have a few pot lights and then these like sort of recessed um corner lights along all the walls and then you've got small pots aimed at like the tops of the paintings the painting themselves are basically unlit it's just like part of them and so you get notions of light, and but you're right, all the other glass things are just not illuminated. But then you have a light essentially going through the bust, the chest of the statue holding the crossbow. So if you look at it, like the whole chest is illuminated, which means there's a light there, which means it's literally just, if you're on this side of it, it's going to be glowing except for the part blocked by the thing that's not glass, which is the crossbow. So it's just this like reverse spotlight of the the murder weapon yeah he would have spotted it amongst all the the, the different things in the room all right yeah yeah um is, i think the go on is there some kind of a gag i'm not getting about the idea of a suit of armor that's made of glass is is that supposed to be like kind of a a clue as well that you you know d- despite the like n- no one's invulnerable e- even the even the the wealthiest man in the world, the most powerful man in the world can be mm. killed by, by an arrow. Is, you know, was he kind of going for something like that maybe as well? Yeah, I wonder. I think it's just that he probably got it made to be... He wanted to be killed by a warrior. Yeah. By a warrior weapon, even in a murder mystery. And he, the whole room's full of glass stuff. So, of course, it'd be like a... It's glass onion is the big thing. You've got all... Like, the more shots you see of this, like, room... The more you just see that there's like there's just podiums, little stands full just with a random glass thing on it. Yeah, just the whole place is just littered with these like, 
they're not vases. They're not. They're just like random glass sculptures. Each, you know, on the average, like what, two to three feet tall, maybe like six to eight inches wide. Just, there's just littered throughout the whole room. There's just these small um, things, and so like in the sense of he would. I get the sense of he commissioned all those things because of the glass onion like motif that he has in the room. And then, then on the one wall, you have all the art that he's clearly like purchased, plus the one of himself. And that's like, that's the art wall. Here's all this glass stuff. So if I'm going to commission a thing, it'll be from the glass. But I wonder if he, like, I guess it's more of a, if he bought it, would he, would he be making the point of even the richest man in the world is invulnerable yeah. or not as vulnerable? I would put money on the fact that that crossbow does not historically match time and place of that armor i i have that seems like a thing the set dressing people would purposely be like well nope he's this is a miles choice right i i I have notes on the crossbow for the next minute uh when we're when we're told what kind of crossbow Mm. it is oh excellent because i don't have notes on that particular fact um but yeah it's a yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting um, minute. It's it's kind of. I really wanted to point out. Oh yeah, I wanted to point out the 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 score coming in. Uh, the like we only get the dynamic shots after Benoit starts. Um, re- basically breaks the tension. Yes, except I for that, that well. one where he's like about to, and we get that little bob, which yeah. signifies I think the change of the static sh- to dynamic shots. Um, I, I really, uh, if we go back a bit, Benoit being like, eh, for you, stealing her signature Ren Diamond, and he's got this grin on his face, and he's nodding, and then at second 48 of our minute, we cut back to just this sad, half-stone-faced Miles, yeah. and he, like, chews his tongue, blinks, and just starts to sink and then just goes Sinks like into his seat like he f- he feels like he's trying to calmly lower and he just can't do it anymore and just slumps it's this really great uh performance Lower's. of like oh. <laughs> but also needing to keep his cool because he's still miles and like we're just gonna hang so it doesn't matter <laughs> Yeah, Dude, it it feels like there's a couple of layers to it as well. It's like the, there's an initial kind of disappointment where he's genuinely sad that the game is over before it could begin, but then it's almost like there's more panic, like the amount of work and time I put into this, and you're telling me it's over already. Like it, it it's really really nice. You can see his face just kind of sink from sadness into like genuine kind of like panic as as he as he sinks into the chair. I love it. Yeah, and I think that's exactly it. You see that like. In that transition, that's when you, it's also the the switch from slumping to just dropping. Yeah. Um, and then, and like, and, and the, and the camera does a, actually, I really want to rewatch this. Sorry. Yeah. So it slowly starts to drop with him and then he like thumps down and it like accelerates a bit to catch up to him. And then we just cut away. And it does like does, so, doesn't so it it's kind like of pull the, the back pan is like yeah it's like uh, oh that's what I mean sorry med by accelerate I think right so it's the same slow pan um the the speed of the pan is the same but because he slumps we sort of feel like we're catching up and I th- mm. think I can't quite tell if um we're pulling back or it's just that like 
I think it does pull back because you can't see where his hands are until the camera pulls back and his hands are like his palms are firmly placed on the table and they're kind of like you know he he means business when you see that I I think that's just the end of the pan because it pans to lower than to table level but I might be like I think it's like a tilt because if you look at the this is us clearly watching the clip Um, if you look (laughs) at the white pillar in the background yeah on the left it doesn't get big Ah. it stays in the same position so i think it's just it pans and then tilts down okay so we get the angle change to get his hands on the table but we're still on the same speed of the pan so it feels Mm. like we're like jumping um but what i I really regardless of what that shot was i really like that we we're still hearing the like like reverberation of that sit down sound Mm. um and like we see his hands and then we're right back to Benoit. Like, we don't need... He, he does, like, there's no... Because Benoit's ready to talk again. Mm. And he's and so, just like him, we don't get to sit in this travesty of a moment, right? Like, we don't get to see him react. We just get to see that initial react. And then we're pulled away from him. So we're like, oh, we don't get to see how what the next second and a half of, like, crushing defeat looks like. Because we are now playing the Miles role of having to just go along with Benoit and not having a chance to breathe or, like, realize the moment either. And that's just done by that, like, drop. Nope, back to Benoit. Like, the the the, the direction just doesn't yeah. let us sit with it in the same way as he does. I think it's a really neat way of conveying that, like, suffocating moment of the f*** just ha- Oh, what the heck just happened? <laughs> oh, no, he's talking again. <laughs> like, well, and he's going to tell more about the thing. And we're like, you know, we're like, oh, wow, this just happened. Oh, we're getting more information. Um, And then that's right when the score comes in. We're like, we're no, like, Miles' moment is gone, right? Like, it's been shattered. Pardon the pun. Um, And now we're in Benoit's happy storytelling mode so we've got all this ha- fun happy music he's become the conductor <laughs> oh actually at second 56 57 we see benoit saying it trying as perfectly and he draws like the line with his hands to show yeah. that she has the direct line so i think that's what he meant i don't think i think maybe triangulate is not the best word but it's like she has a direct line of sight to be able to click the remote and then from where from where the statue is it's just pointed at miles uh, and maybe maybe we're just using we're being too picky on the word triangulate and someone's gonna be like well it's commonly used when calculate trajectories in this way and but i think that's do you know what going back to your bluetooth now. point earlier on i'm just mm. remembering that you know given the amount of devices in the room and all that like someone will be able to spot a, a suspicious bluetooth signal uh mm. so by having it be an old-timey radio control like an ir or something yeah you you, you're less likely to discover it or someone else is less likely to discover it so that's that's why she'd use uh something like that and she'd need to have a direct line of sight so that's my uh, yeah my fan theory that's your your (laughs) your patch of the of of the miles project um yeah it's it's a real real fun minute um uh which is loaded with uh and then we end the minute yeah um the anything else, uh, I think what I found interesting is given that it's just such a big reveal, um, we really just see, um, we, like, we see Duke a bit mm. in one of those wide shots just because he happens to be sitting beside Benoit when he stands up. 
Um, and then we see Birdie and um, my brain is blanking on her. The assistant. Peg. Peg. Meg? Peg. Peg. Uh, yeah, we see Birdie and Peg and, and Peg's just like smirking in the discussion. I thought it was just a nice little, wait, what is, like, it's not even quite a smirk, just a, like, shocked and amused, I think, is like a, oh, this is happening. Because, again, we talked about last minute, she doesn't really, wasn't invited as part of the murder mystery, so she's, like, this odd outsider. And you can see this playfulness of, this is blowing up on her face, like, cool, I got nothing invested in this. I thought that's just, like, a really, really smart choice of not, because, it's a character who's not really part of the room in one sense, so you can see their reaction as an outsider. Yeah. So you get a, an actual person reacting without really affecting the tension between Miles and Benoit that this minute is sort of sketching out. So she said, can be a bit of an audience stand-in because we don't care about the murder mystery no. we care about. The murder that's the movie's ostensibly about, right? Well, um, yeah, but- <laughs> I still would have liked to have seen it. It would have played out, but no, you're right, Joe. Yeah. Sorry, we in the sense of the audience came yeah. for the Glass Onion movie murder, not the uh, murder that might be a mystery about. Although, I, I we talked about this before, uh, on the previous minutes about how I was very convinced it was going to be the trope of, oh, this person died on the murder mystery. Oh, no, they really died. And I thought maybe one of the like twists was because of the way the murder happened, they, mm. it took them a while to realize that, that the person, person was yeah. dead. Versus in the trope, it's just like, ha ha ha, oh well, no, they're really dead. It was not a fake bullet. I thought it'd be like some convoluted. Yeah, the lights like, go out third, and then, oh my God, he's person's dead. Person's falling <laughs> down, Funny. but they like, yeah, but they fell in, a, in like a, I don't know, aquarium that froze or something. And yeah. they're like, oh, it's a dummy. And they're like, oh no, it's not a dummy. We dug them out. It's just something that would like tease that trope. And, and of course, um yeah i just i i that was my suspicion going forward would just be like a really convoluted version of the trope but as benoit has pointed out this seems like a very straightforward setup it has a triangle in it you've just reminded me talking about cliched murder mystery tropes there there is an episode of saved by the bell wherein they go to a murder mystery hotel and uh as part of the murder mystery someone dies and then it turns out that the person's actually dead and the police arrive to arrest zach morris and there's a whole convoluted thing and then eventually it turns out that no no no, no it was just the game the whole time anyway uh, oh wow you've just I mean, activated part of like, my nostalgia brain i mean i uh, i'm always going to be here for a saved by the bell reference i think no i'm all i'm all noted out as well um the the, the holmes and watson thing came to me seconds before we we, we started recording so uh, ah, great i'm glad we got that in there um and yeah no just great fun minute and lots going on and you know i i, I really liked how you know we started on a lot of the kind of shot setups we'd seen in the previous minute and then we had that lovely kind of dolly shot as we follow benoit across the room really really mm-hmm. like that and as you said as well um miles's reaction it's just it, it's great ed norton is amazing in that bit um so yeah great minute um yeah so uh just before we wrap up for for the day uh any thoughts about the uh already announced third film um I, Do you, like any ho- hopes and dreams hopes and dreams i suppose 
We've seen two very different uh, Benoit Blanc performances, and it might be nice to see another third perspective. Um, in terms of locales or anything like that, I don't know. I suppose we've, we've done a really cold, dusty American house, and now we're doing, this is more like kind of an exotic Bond location. Maybe they could go to space. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, and obviously, not 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 to skip ahead in the film, but there is a certain cameo of a certain character. I would like to see a lot more of that character if there's any other returning characters. Um, mm. But yeah, no, j- oh. just, just hope to be surprised again. And I kind of would like maybe a little bit more of the kind of laser-focused... Um, plotting of knives out rather than the more sort of pantomime color of, of yeah. this even though i enjoyed this as well i thought this was great fun um but i i think it'd be nice to kind of get back to that maybe a bit more for the next one are you um i were you referring to philip who was in the first 10 minutes but we didn't get to see much of oh yes that's right we do we hear his voice is that right Yes. Yes. Because the uh, box is delivered. That's right. Yeah. Philip. I uh, yeah. w- would love to see more of Philip. Um, now, that's not to say I'd want him to be a substantial character or anything like that. I, I do think it's nice that the film, the films don't seem to need to find any kind of uh, emotional, personal attachment for Benoit Blanc in the plot, which is a bit of a problem with these kinds of films nowadays, is that they have to tie the protagonist into the plot to someone you know yeah. this time it's personal like it's you know it's haunted ja- daniel craig's tenure as james bond and that every single film now needs to be oh well this is his lost love or this is his you know it adopted stepbrother yeah. <laughs> you know it's sometimes it's nice to just follow a protagonist who's just there for the job you know um yeah when well, that's the that's the type of that's what a detective drama is supposed mm. to be the detective Famously, is supposed to be an outsider who's impartial. And and I um, I mentioned Poker Face before, which is obviously very connected to this series. If I could point to one problem I've had with certain episodes of Poker Face is they 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 try and make you buy into kind of um, this really substantial friendship between Charlie, who is uh, Natasha Leone's detective character, and the person who gets murdered. And mm. sometimes it's more effective than others. Some, sometimes you're kind of like, I, I don't need to buy that she would be invested in this person's death enough that she would investigate it. I, d- I don't need to be sold on that every single week. Like, you know, um, whereas, you know, in, in Columbo or in The Incredible Hulk or a, 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 any of those old procedurals, Knight Rider or whatever it was, that they didn't mm. always have to do that, I don't think. Um, just 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 an observation, you know. Yeah, no, I get you. Um... But I understand tastes change, and in order for modern audiences to be invested in things, they need to have a bit more of an emotional buy-in. So, you know, maybe it's something we can't leave behind completely. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think that's the part of the charm is that it's bringing that back and it's showing that we don't need to have these ties. Just a side note: if we are going to Benoit's hometown, we need to have other English actors doing Kentucky accents. Oh, th- so I want Helen no one from the region, <laughs> yeah. right, to actually be there, right? A thousand percent, it's got to be, like, quite bad. So, thanks, Rob. Uh, any 
Second long plugs, though. Uh, please, uh, any plugs you have for, uh, for the All Star Super Fan. We're on all the socials. All Star Super Pod on Twitter. I post there most days. Uh, and you can follow me at uh, The Gothamite on Twitter and loads of different places. Um, you can find us here at Glass Onion Min, all one word. And of course, as always, please rate, review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And. Um, if you remember the address of the first person you kissed, even if they're not there, send a rose to that address with uh, at Glass Onion Min in your favorite episode. Just a little tag. <laughs> My God. I'm channeling Miles with bad yeah. plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, uh, that's us for this week. I've been Adele. I've been Rob. I meant today, not this week. Bye.